0: Welcome to Coffee, Beans, and Booze. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Shiloh. And we're thriving in a small town.
1: It's Caffeinated Jasmine and Drunk Shyla, It's time for Coffee and Booze. Clink. Hey, Shyla, how's it going?
0: Hey, uh, I'm good. How are you? I'm good.
1: Happy New Year to you.
0: Yeah, Happy New Year. We're back from a little bit of a hiatus. I know. uh...
1: Well, needed a break, right? Yeah. (laughs) Did you break? Yeah
0: no. Uh, well, I mean, yes and no. You you joined me in the journey of inventory on New Year's Eve, because I'm sure, that's what we do.
1: i know, and I'm sure that for you, you're like, great, it's New Year's, we have to do inventory of the whole food pantry, but like, Rosemary and I are like, yay, we get to do inventory of the food pantry! <laughs> uh, she was she was saying just how great it is that, that she enjoys that when she's home for the holiday, and it is New Year's <laughs> Eve, you know, that there she is at the caring cupboard helping to, to input the weights and to do those things, and that she really likes that tie to her hometown on the last day Day of the year. so
0: Well, I very much appreciate it. This year looked a little bit different than last year. Mm-hmm. We were a little bit ahead, which was good, but mm-hmm. also last year we were battling a uh, new walking cooler repair, and so we were in the middle of all of that, so yeah. I was happy to have just one task at hand, which Absolutely. was nice. Absolutely. It's all done and behind us and 2020 wait, is behind us. Was that a
1: positive thing you said about 2020? Like I do feel a little bit like do you feel this way like social media everybody's been like goodbye good riddance wait I know there's things to be thankful for but goodbye good riddance like do you feel like you've been you've been feeling that? I don't know. I mean, I go back and
0: forth. You know, life life looked a lot different, but you know, I think it stretched us and mm-hmm. and it helped us to have a little elasticity in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know it wasn't all bad it's been it's been a ride
1: Let's absolutely just call it that. it's been part of the <laughs> journey right it's been part of the journey like so yeah so like on my wall I'm like sitting here staring across the room and I've got this like plaque that says like don't confuse your path with your destination just because it's stormy now doesn't mean that you aren't headed for sunshine right and it's true yeah. I think we are all are hoping that, sunshine. that that sunshine comes but it's not gonna it's not gonna all of a sudden come one day
0: right? No, and I, I, you know, to be honest, I I do have a little bit of fear of, like, how the approach to normalcy looks. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the 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 whole like when do you stop wearing a mask? When is it socially appropriate to not like the, mm-hmm. the I think there's just gonna be a lot of stuff around that. I think people are really ready to be done with it, which I totally get. I mean geez. Well sure um the mask wearing has become the new accessory but mm-hmm. you know it's it I, I think it's just a weird kind of thing when we think about like the projections of like how yeah how we handle this and what happens. We next, can't expect so. everybody
1: to be in the same place at any moment right with all of this you know not physically not mentally Um, and even community wise like you know they're they're just starting to distribute the vaccines and they're going to come to different areas at different times and different paths and different paces and you know what one part of our country has going on another one might not and we're just going to have to be really patient with each other and we're not so good with the patients are you good with patients
0: Um, I, you know, I, I think so. I think I try to be understanding of people's perspectives. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, this has been challenging and I, I'm good with like a mutual respect. You know, Mm -hmm. if, if we can be in a place where I may not agree with what you do or how you handle things, but I can respect you as long as you respect how I handle Mm -hmm. it. I think that's the best way we can go about this. Right. And, you know, I'm not going to, I, I don't preach to people about it. You know, it's not my not my thing. But, you yeah. know, I try to observe what's asked of me and move along. How about I you? I agree with you. Yeah,
1: just try, just trying to be patient. I'm just trying to remind myself, you know, I really tried in 2020 to be a good listener and to just like close my mouth and open my ears. And I'm just going to kind of try to keep doing that through this. And while I might not always agree with everybody, that I'm just going to try to remind myself that if I can just listen, that at least I give a breath of understanding for a moment. You know, even if Mm -hmm. I don't. And so that's what I'm going to try to do through all of this. And, and who knows how long all of this will be. You know, it's going to be a while still. And, and, and still living in this partial virtual partial not is, is still eating my soul, but we'll get there. It
0: hurts our brains. It hurts our brains. But yeah, I mean, it is kind of remarkable. Mm -hmm. You know, I like to also think about like five years from now, 10 years from now. Remember when we lived Mm -hmm. through the Mm -hmm. pandemic? You know, remember Mm -hmm. those like the, you know, the kind of the funny things that have happened along the way. And, you know, I, I think it's, there's a lot to be gained all of it it's the uh the growth mindset right Mm -hmm. instead of having a fixed mindset of you know this is bad and it's not going to get better what can we learn from adversity and and Mm -hmm. how do we apply those challenges to moving forward you were
1: you were just talking to me about this you were identifying in your family like a word for the year right you were trying to like (laughs) you were trying to like identify the word for the year and that's very much around the whole growth mindset thought right this is very much about like that so did you did you personally come with a up with a word i know some others in your house uh, came up with words too but i wonder yeah
0: that were not appropriate um <laughs> no. yeah um so my i've i have decided that my uh growth mindset word this year is discipline mm-hmm. um and you know quite honestly i think that having shanna uh who was one of our past guests who mm-hmm. is now
1: staff at the karen cupboard oh how really things have changed to, in it in 2020 yeah. right yeah i know it's kind it's of amazing
0: weird. but mm-hmm. she's been really great about kind of helping me to to, well, it's division of labor, which mm-hmm. is part of it. Right. She's been able to kind of help me with some of the things, but also helps me to do the things like do the now, like, mm-hmm. right. Take care of it now. And and that's that's really great because there's just, there are so many times when I'm like, OK, I have all of these things. And it's like that just feels so overwhelming. But just mm-hmm. trying to get through you know the the small things that I can tackle so yeah Yeah. so that's my word discipline do you have a word
1: did you I I do you you inspired me to come up with a word and it's funny because I kind of went at it backwards which I know you're not surprised about that sometimes but like (laughs) you we we were talking about about this whole idea of like resolutions or not and I'm not a big resolution person because Mm. I'll be honest with you every day I have a resolution of something I want to change or do like I just feel like I'm in this like rat trap of constantly trying to like do some improvement or something but i think for me it's about consistency like i Mm. do a lot and i do a lot of things but i would like to have a more intentional consistency so consistency is going to be my word for this year and i i kind of went at my new year's reset we'll call it okay as Mm. being that it's not going to be a year reset but that i'm going to more try to focus on being consistent with one thing each month And that for me, because I'm never gonna be able to keep one thing all year. Like I know myself better than that. And I don't know, I'm not saying that as like a cop out. I'm saying that as a like, I know who I am, I like who I am, you know what I mean? I like that I do a lot of varied things. So why not this year? Why don't I just maximize that and say, Okay, this month I'm gonna pick on this, you know, pick this consistency thing to do and next month it'll be something else. And so I try to just pick different areas of my life, you know, and do it that way. How about you? Did you did you resolution this year or you uh how's that how's that discipline gonna work
0: yeah the Mm -hmm. discipline yeah Mm -hmm. so I used to for many years I I would ask one question and then I would make one intentionality Mm -hmm. um and that served me well for a while so I would you know kind of structure reading around that question or that kind of stuff this year I decided that I was gonna keep it to some things I want to read more, mm-hmm. read more books. That's definitely I, I read love more to plays. read. It's just that's right. <laughs> I love mm-hmm. to read. Reading is good, but you know, having two small children has been a challenge. Uh, but I removed some social media off of my phone, mm-hmm. and so I find myself with more time, which is mm-hmm. great. Um, so I'm I'm already through two books. Yeah, Fourth day of the year. That's amazing. So that's awesome. I'm feeling pretty good about good. that. Yeah. I'm a pretty fast reader, like mm-hmm. Rosemary. Like right. Rosemary. Rosemary. I was, I was saying go earlier too
1: that at some point we were talking about reading to children and, you know, and how sometimes it's like we have this mindset that as soon as they can read to themselves, we don't need to read to them anymore. And that's not necessarily true. And I was saying that I would love to have to go back and have read longer. And I'm like, except for when Rosemary got to the point that she read faster than I did. And she was like, <laughs> stop reading to me. <laughs> that really did happen. I was mommy shamed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. I also want to walk 750 miles. Mm -hmm. Uh, I did something like 250 since like july august i don't know sometime in that time Mm -hmm. frame so i think 750 miles is possible are you a cold Uh, weather walker
1: like you're gonna be out there yeah it doesn't
0: bother me okay that doesn't Mm -hmm. bother me yeah so i I, that's doable uh i have some quarantine pounds i'd like to shed Mm
1: -hmm. i'm right there with you you. Mm
0: -hmm. yeah you know save some money we want to eventually buy a new house not Mm -hmm. not now but you know we want to move into something just a little bit bigger Mm mm-hmm uh, and then I've got a huge fundraising goal at work, so yeah. you know
1: we'll get there. I liked that your <laughs> step at a time. I know I like that your items were like not they were like personal to you things. Then they kind of expanded out from you to like more family things, and then out into work and community things, which was kind of cool um, when you were sharing your list with me. So that that's pretty awesome. You know you've got the things you've got a hundred percent control over, like do I pick up this book or don't I? Do I walk out of the house yeah. or don't I? And then some things that maybe you can't control so much, and so it was a good mix it was a good mix yeah yeah well we'll we'll, see you know I think lots of numbers yeah we'll get there but that's nice sometimes right because then there's measurable goals right isn't that the thing with the smart goals you want them to be smart goals smart goals you want them to be attainable (laughs) and measurable and all of those things but that's it's true right it's absolutely true so yeah we should have I should have had the smart goal list right yeah are they are they attainable they are all attainable Right? Yes. They are, so. I, I can do
0: this. This is all good
1: stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, mm-hmm. uh, but interestingly enough, um, after inventory on Thursday, Shanna, Kenzie, and I exchanged Christmas gifts because we were going to do it the week before. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, Kenzie ended up in quarantine. She was fine. She just, yeah. um, they just recommended that she stay in quarantine because mm-hmm. she had been exposed. And so we exchanged gifts and Kenzie got me a mug from our guest today
1: (gasps) no way I know that's amazing that is super cool that is super cool well I'm excited to see your mug and I'm equally excited for our listeners to hear all about our guest today Hey, Shyla, how's it going today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well today. I had a busy but productive day, and I love when that leads us to meeting incredible people and sharing them with our audience. Yeah,
0: so. it's pretty awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. So, we're excited today to uh, welcome Julia Holzman to Coffee Beans and Booze. Uh, Julia, I know kind of peripherally, uh, I know her parents a little bit better mm-hmm. than I know Julia, um, but her dad um, has talked about Julia and her wonderful talents for many years. So, when uh, uh, Kenzie, as you all might have heard at uh, Kenzie's interview a, a while back, uh, shared a post from Julia a few days ago. I thought... This is a perfect person to bring on Coffee Beans and Booze. So, welcome, Julia. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, welcome to
1: Coffee Beans and Booze. We're thrilled to have you. Hi. Hi. Yeah,
0: it's awesome to be here. I'm excited
2: to, you know, talk about what I do, and I have a passion for it. So,
1: excellent. Well, that's what we like to have people who are passionate and who have um, such make such a mark in our community. And so, let's let's start out with that. Could you uh, tell our audience a little bit about yourself, please?
2: I am huge into the arts. I love pretty much anywhere within the arts like from cooking to music to visual arts but I kind of really focus on the visual art part of things. Um, I actually went to school for a little bit learning graphic design and I'm still kind of figuring out my pathway in that but I know at the end of the day I really am hoping to do something art related whether it be art therapy um, because I also just have a desire to really help people too, so something that can kind of combine the two is what would be like mm-hmm. the perfect job at the end of this, but, um, you know, even working for a non-profit as a graphic designer would be awesome, but I'm really just... Inspired to help people and to make stuff because and i think those are some of the best things we get to do so
1: absolutely it's really a gift at the end of the day mm-hmm. when we can use our talents and our passions to really make a different in people's lives and it sounds like julia like it's so great to hear how open you are to letting life come to you and figuring out the best way that that happens so um can you tell us a little bit about how did this start for you though how did you get into ceramics and my understanding is that ceramics and service kind of went hand in hand for you
2: hmm. Yes. So actually, my neighbor across the street, um, I can't remember the year exactly, but he lost his wife. Uh, it's been probably at least 10 years now um, to stomach cancer, actually. So, and my uh, great uncle was diagnosed with multiple myeloma back in 2000. Mm-hmm. And I was actually born in 2000. So we started going up every year. Um, we would go visit. My uncle in Ohio, and we would participate in something called Relay for Life, which Mm -hmm. benefits the American Cancer Society. Um, When I was around 12 years old, I started going over to my neighbor's house, who's a potter, and um, he... Kind of got me into playing with clay a little bit and working on the wheel, along with the fun of a bunch of other fun stuff. Um, when you're doing pottery, you get to play with fire, which <laughs> I thought was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Using blow torches and you know really hot materials and everything was just a lot of fun to do. But we ended up connecting over um, the cancer connection, kind of with his wife and with my great uncle, mm. and that ended up turning into something where this is something I can use. This is something I can do better with that I can help other people with. So I did my first show. I actually did the Mount Gretna show a funeral, um, just in the kids section, and then I got into the actual show, the emerging artist section mm-hmm. of the show, um, and those first few years, I donated everything to the American Cancer Society. Basically, every penny I made from those shows wow. went to the American That's Cancer amazing. Society, mm-hmm. and then now I kind of focus it, it really depends on what's going on, um, money, I'll... I always am donating money, but, you know, <laughs> have to start paying the bills now, yeah. so I have, to, have right. to split it out a little bit better, but, you know, it, it just kind of depends what's going on in the world. With the wildfires in Australia, at one point, you know, we were donating money to those. Um, it really just depends, but I have so much fun making stuff. Mm -hmm. and then getting to donate some of the money to stuff that's really important to me is just like a huge plus. (laughs) Well, and
1: it's great, and it it is such a great reminder too that, you know, we often talk about this, that working in the nonprofits, working in the arts can be your career and you can make money that not only benefits and sustains your own life, but it benefits and sustains the communities in the world around us, and so it's so important because I think there was that message for so long that was like, oh, you're going to work in nonprofit, you'll be poor forever, oh, you're a starving (laughs) artist, you know, Mm -hmm. and that It's not necessarily true. Not only, you know, are you not starving, but you're thriving in those things and you're able to give back, particularly if that's part of your own personal Mm -hmm. mission, which most definitely, you know, the origin of where you started in all of this. It's yeah. absolutely true. Absolutely yeah, and it fantastic. makes it it yeah. makes it
0: challenging because I, I feel you like I'm mm-hmm. a bleeding heart. I would give every dollar, you know, to, but you back to things. Yeah,
1: You there's
0: a little bit of, of balance that you mm-hmm. have to strike with that. But um, so you said that you were in school for a little while and you took a reprieve. So have you really started kind of done a lot more in ceramics in, in these moments, especially during during COVID? Have you is that kind of what you've been mm-hmm. doing since the whole pandemic?
2: Yeah, so I was in, I actually took a semester, I did a year at Kutztown, um, and I took time off, and then I went back for a semester at Penn State, Mm -hmm. but still just, when I went to sign up for classes, um, before this previous semester, I ended up going in, and I was looking at classes, and I'm like, I don't think I can do this, I'm like, I don't think that right now this feels right, Mm -hmm. so, um. I really have poured myself into ceramics since, you know, June, around June. I've been really kind of pushing in that. And we haven't been able to do shows normally mm-hmm. just because because of the state of the world and everything. Yeah, But really developing my style was a big thing. Um, and having the time, that's one of the blessings of mm-hmm. what is going on right now. I have the time to really think about you know what do i want to be pushing what do i really want to focus on so this this time off really has given me that chance and also has given me a chance to kind of figure out what i'm doing mm-hmm. in other aspects of my life like in terms of school sure. cuz i've thought about switching to Um, like a psychology major so I can pair that art and Mm -hmm. the helping people together again through art therapy something like that.
1: (laughs) Sure absolutely you know and and how wise it is to take this time to really do that you know it's been really great to to talk with people and particularly young people like yourself who are using this time to really say I Mm -hmm. I have a moment to reset and say what do I want my life to be and how to shape it and so many people are using this time to say I want it to be about more than just myself Mm -hmm. you know which is really great. And It's so
0: fascinating yeah we had a guest on a couple of weeks ago we talked about um, like fashion defining you Mm -hmm. and it's interesting when we talk to artists about how your your style defines you as an artist but also as a person so how have you Mm -hmm. kind of approached the development of of your self-style and through your art I guess
2: so for me, it started more as a production, as a way to make pieces and sell them to make money, um, again, for American Cancer Society or other charities, or again, now a split between, you mm-hmm. know, needing to pay things for myself and charity. But for me, I've really gotten to kind of dig deeper than just what can I produce? What can I get mm-hmm. out? Um, the past few years, I have like the best pottery teacher in the world. He's also my best friend. Oh, <laughs> that's but- awesome. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just one of those things where I've ha- he gives me so much opportunity to bring in any method or any process and try it, you know. doesn't matter what the materials are, like, we'll make it work. But, like, more recently I've really wanted to push what feels right for me and what do I think I can basically produce. I, I don't like selling things I'm not proud of that mm-hmm. don't feel like they align with me. So I've really focused on kind of nature-inspired things recently because that's where I felt most connected with myself and most connected with the world. And mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of us can kind of connect with that, like coming back to our roots outside and in mm-hmm. nature and everything. Mm-hmm.
1: Sure. And you really, um, I, when I was reading through your bio, you were saying that, like, sustainability and environmental causes are definitely a passion of yours. How how did that mm-hmm. start?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so really... I mean, throughout my whole life, kind of environmentalism has really been important. My mom's a zookeeper, so, you know, it was always very conscious about animals mm-hmm. and what's around us, and nature and the environment, just having to take care of it, because we share it with so many things, mm-hmm. so many other animals and people. Um, but also, more recently, sustainability has become more of a movement now. and. I think some people kind of take advantage of it for, like, hey, look at me. This is what I'm doing. Um, it becomes kind of a, a title you can put on things. But <laughs> yes,
0: and I, I've seen restaurants advertise like mm-hmm. sustainable fish. This was in Europe when I was in Europe a couple yeah. years ago. Like, mm-hmm. I, and I'm like, okay, but you're still. I am confused by it. Yeah, so I
1: feel like you're right. Like sometimes. The, is that when they when they have them to farm them? Right. I, that, I don't yeah, know. But yeah, I know I know that. it does, it makes you wonder, like, you know, it's so funny because I will often read things that, you know, there's organic and there's grass fed mm-hmm. and there's this. And I'm like, what do they really mean? Like, what does that yeah. really what mean? That? It, yeah. You know, and just mm-hmm. I think we're so much more aware of these things. But so it sounds like um like the environment has really inspired your work mm. and, and sort of inspired the focus yeah. of your work during this time. That's that's awesome. So if someone was looking to get a hold of your work at this time. You know, it I shows, obviously, this has changed the face of art right now and how we typically have art mm-hmm. shows and share things. Um, how are people, are, or how are they getting your work? Are they commissioning work? Do you have it available online? Like, how has this COVID time sort of changed how you're making that available?
2: Mm-hmm. So, I've sold a lot, actually, through social media. I'm working on getting my website up. The website is up right now, mm-hmm. but I'm getting the shop part together. Um, it, a lot of stuff has to go into that, sure. you know, to make it make it work. But um, right now, a lot through social media, actually, having people reach out, even for Christmas presents, saying, hey, do you have something like this? Mm-hmm. Um that's the main way right now. But hopefully soon I'll have some up in the online shop, too. I'll have all that figured out and pulled together.
0: Yeah. That's and how do you balance like what's mainstream and cool and what people will like versus like what you're producing to be able to, to obviously you have to make a living. Right. And you're trying to do that. So mm-hmm. what's that balance look like and what's that process look like for you?
2: So I wouldn't say that I necessarily have it quite figured out yet, mm-hmm. <laughs> just because it's it's for a process. Me, I think it's a process for everyone, yeah, oh gosh, yeah, right? right? Like, like, yeah, we're all yeah. trying to figure it out, right? <laughs> How
1: to please the masses yeah. while being true to ourselves, right? Yeah.
2: And I guess you know I, I definitely have things I really like about social media and things I don't like about <laughs> social media. <laughs> preach, but, preach. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things I found that is such a good way to find the community of people that no matter what you make, if you believe in it, the people will be there for you and they'll believe in you too. Mm -hmm. And you know a lot of the time it just starts as our friends and family but it can expand and again it's just kind of the beauty of social media. It's Mm -hmm. one of the good things about it. You can find those people that really like what you're doing and whether you know it be the actual pieces or if you're supporting a cause or, you know, mm-hmm. making things sustainably, people have kind of those core things that they like to follow, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Do yeah. you have a piece that sort of has been like your favorite piece or your favorite project that you've worked on?
2: Um, more recently, I've been doing a lot of stuff with mushrooms, and that actually is part of, you know, that's part of finding the balance of what do I really want to make mm-hmm. and what what's mainstream. Mushrooms are really popular right now, (laughs) like (laughs) just the imagery of mushrooms are really popular, but it's also something I've been wanting to get into for a little while, actually studying the different types of them and, you know, figuring out how can I put this onto my piece and, you know, even though I am kind of centering more now, like on a specific thing, there's still so much going on in my head of like, well, I want to try it this way and I want to do, (laughs) want to do this, so... It's ongoing. We understand
1: that. We understand that problem. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, we yeah. do. We totally understand. <laughs> you know, thinking. always yeah. trying to refine and to figure that out, and to follow your your passions. You know, to to follow what that is that inspires you today. I really love that that your response wasn't like you know, oh, I did this sort of widespread project. like, it's a mushroom. Like mm-hmm. I love the mushrooms and I love the study of that, mm-hmm. and I think that's really unique and probably something that that being a, a person who works in pottery and ceramics, mm-hmm. that you really get to focus in on such the detail mm-hmm. of things. You know, what a what a wonderful luxury that is. Is Julieta have especially at your young age to really be able to focus in and find the appreciation in something you know very inspiring dear friend very inspiring that's super cool that is super cool
0: So it sounds like in some ways we might be a kindred spirit. I was a psychology major at Lebanon Valley College um, and wanted very badly to make a difference in my world and figuring out how to do that. Um, And it sounds like um, from earlier what you had said, um, maybe going into psychology and and marrying your passions of art and also wanting to be um, helpful. So um, mental health advocacy, is that something that you engage in now? And and what does that look like for you in, in these moments?
2: Yes, so for me, I started going to therapy in 10th grade Mm -hmm. and there's always been a stigma kind of behind mental health and if you have something, if you're diagnosed with something, you have to be quiet about it. Like you can't, you can't be open and you can't talk about it and one of the biggest things I found helpful for myself through seeking help through others is it really helps when we're all a little bit louder about it. whenever I am in a place of just struggling, being able to reach out, even online, and just see that there are other people that are going through the same thing I'm going through, um, which for me tends to be anxiety. I can have fairly severe levels of anxiety, Mm -hmm. but being able to be open and express that with people is really important because we're kind of shunned into don't talk about it, you know, it's it's a taboo, Don't, don't say anything about it. So just being able to be open with people and spread that, hey, it's okay Mm -hmm. to be open, it's okay to seek help, that's something that I've just gotten really interested in. And a big part of it for me is because I needed it myself, Mm -hmm. you know, I needed that help.
1: Um, Shiloh knows how I feel about this I feel like the more that you talk about anxiety and depression and and getting help and saying I've talked to my therapist I've done this and being very mm-hmm. open with it the more other people are too because there's mm-hmm. so many of us in the world who are struggling with these things and thankfully are smart enough to get some help you know that's that's the yes. thing right here that someone encouraged mm-hmm. us or we were able to find you know the courage to do mm-hmm. so and the more we talk about it the more you find other people who say the same thing so I feel like yep. it's not that people aren't necessarily I mean some people people just don't have the opportunity to get the help but lots right. of people are and if we just would talk about this well we would realize how much more we could just yeah. help each other through. It's all
0: about normalizing behavior, mm-hmm. right? Like we all oh, have a yes. lot of stuff going on and 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 now, you know, we have the availability of of mm-hmm. seeking help and finding it pretty readily. Um, and so why wouldn't you, right? Like yeah. it's it's mm-hmm. it's okay. I joke often that my children will be seeking therapy for something that I've done and one of my coworkers <laughs> said uh, one day was like it's okay. We should all be in therapy, right? Like right. it's absolutely hundred <laughs> percent, you know, and, in, and I, yeah.
1: I look forward to the day. I mean, it, it, mental health questions are thankfully at least asked during routine physicals and things, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I feel like, you know, yeah, I think there'll be a day where it's be, it'll be like, well, I went to the dentist, I went to the doctor, I went to the chiropractor and I went to, to the therapist, mm-hmm. like, you know, this piece mm-hmm. where it could be there, especially because we all have so much going on. Definitely. So, but not only do you, you seek help for yourself, but you, you serve as an advocate for others as well. I know, I know there's some particular, um, groups of people that you look to be an advocate for as well. Can you tell us a little bit about mm-hmm. that and how you like to provide support to that that group?
2: Yes. So along with mental health advocacy, um, advocacy for LGBTQ individuals mm-hmm. is also very important to me. Um, And a lot of it, I mean, you can see over the past five years just Mm -hmm. how much kind of that has changed, that has shifted, and how louder those, how much louder those voices are. Mm -hmm. Um, To think about, you know, the legalization of gay marriage only being five years ago is kind of crazy to me. It is, know? right?
1: Yeah. I was just thinking about that during this past election when there was so much conversation about, you mm-hmm. know, how how a change in office could affect that, you know, regardless of how people felt about it, it was something that was the forefront of here's something that are opposing are sides. And when someone said to me about that, that was only five years ago, you know, it mm-hmm. kind of boggles the mind that five years ago, people we loved who wanted to love each other couldn't be married, you know, in in the eyes mm-hmm. of the state, and that's that's kind of crazy. And so you're right; it's so very new. So how have you found um, to being a part of that conversation? You know how how do you how do you work to advocate for others?
2: So you know, kind of with mental health, the best way is being open about it and talking about it, mm-hmm. because I feel like there's still for some people there's still a lot of shame involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know that families will disown their children if they find out that they're gay or something, you Mm -hmm. know, beyond the normal. And so just speaking out for those groups and donating to those groups Mm -hmm. is another thing. And again, through Pottery, I've been able to do some of that stuff, but just being able to support those groups and listen to them, say, Mm -hmm. you are heard and I am here to help you and trying to get others to do the same, trying to get others to at least, And maybe they might not understand, but trying to get them maybe to understand, trying to plant seeds in people who just might not be on the same page. It's Mm -hmm. just kind of pushing the rhetoric a little bit, like saying, here is this new thing. Like, yes, new things can be scary, but like Mm -hmm. these people deserve it. So we need to work on this kind Mm -hmm.
1: of Mm wonderful giving it giving a voice wonderful yeah
0: it's Mm -hmm. it's hard because you know at the end of the day you know people just want to be loved and respected for Mm -hmm. who they are and Mm -hmm. you know i think it's easy when we say it's a them issue when it doesn't impact your family or your yourself or you know people you love and Mm -hmm. then when that starts to happen i think it becomes different right the story becomes different or the 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 opinion about it becomes different so it's nice to see that that the world is kind of changing mm-hmm. in in a way that's it's becoming yes. more accepting there's certainly a lot more work to do but we're, <laughs> I think we're you know we're yeah. we're on the right path hopefully it'll continue in that way
1: well and someone like yourself who not only puts um their their mouth to help you know help with the voice but but also the work you do and creating mm-hmm. funds and to donating to that you know um i love it. it sort of sounds like you have this sort of like multi-support approach in the way that you um that you approach your advocacy that not only do mm-hmm. you speak about it but you're going to action upon it mm-hmm. which is really very inspiring so yeah thank you for that very much
0: yeah mm-hmm. it's pretty admirable it at is. your young <laughs> very you. very young age to be so aware <laughs> like it's, mm-hmm. it's a good thing and we need we need more of you for sure that's mm-hmm. that's a good thing definitely
1: so, well, well julia it has been an incredible delight to talk with you um and i uh, and i i'm so thrilled to share you know to not only get to know you better but to share um your words of wisdom because i think you do have a lot of wisdom in that young body which is really <laughs> yeah. fantastic so. it's pretty
0: awesome Absolutely. so at the end of every interview we ask three questions mm-hmm. um your your questions are going to be a little bit different and mm-hmm. uh, that'll be different for our clinkers to hear uh, a different approach today uh, <laughs> but Jasmine always kicks it off with her question.
1: I do so tell us Julia are you a coffee fan and if so do you have a particular uh, coffee beverage of choice?
2: So I'm not huge on coffee if I do drink coffee I usually add a lot of <laughs> sweet stuff to it. <laughs> sure absolutely. But mm-hmm. When Mackenzie was working at the brewery, Mm -hmm. one of the things I would always go in and ask her for is a turtle coffee, and I don't even know everything that's in it, but it has, like, hazelnut, it's really, really sweet, it's such a delicious coffee, it has... That's like chocolate wonderful. shavings on the top. It's really, really good. No,
1: we'll oh, that's, We're going to have the... to ask her for sure because yeah. that sounds like it would be right up my alley too. I love that. <laughs> that's fantastic. That's
0: awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm going to ask you a different question than normal. Um, we, we normally ask about uh, beverage choices. But what I want to ask you about is what is your favorite uh, plant derivative food? So mm-hmm. like... You know, we have all of these like faux like foods now. Right. That are like actually really tasty. Like mm-hmm. there are some things like mm-hmm. uh, Mackenzie introduced me to uh, jackfruit, which tastes like pulled mm-hmm. pork, which is amazing. Yes. Um, yep. So <laughs> do you have a favorite one of those? I, I I Hopefully I'm not pulling out of air here, but with your sustainability <laughs> and like all the things that you are, I feel, I th- feel like you might have an answer to this. Mm hmm
2: jackfruit actually jackfruit is one that's really good and you can have her prepared a lot of different ways so i've only had it a couple different times but jackfruit is really good and i'm really impressed by some of the plant-based meats that they're making right mm-hmm. now because i just i'm not a big meat eater anyway so maybe i wouldn't notice the difference quite as much as some other people might yeah but some of the plant-based um like sausages that they Mm -hmm. make are it's just impressive that they're able to pull that stuff together because it tastes really good i almost find it more flavorful
1: sometimes now i'm with you i'm not always Mm -hmm. the biggest meat eater so i'm sure the shiloh's looking at me like yeah Yeah. you don't count because you're not like (laughs) i'm not a big like i'm I'm not not a a big beef we had a whole
0: conversation about bones in meat the other day (laughs) we did i'm just not like (laughs) i'm just
1: not like a big huge meat eater but i love a good like bokeh burger or a Mm -hmm. mushroom based or like you know the fact that you can go to burger king now you know that i'm not a huge burger king Person, but yeah. but like you can go to Burger King and get like a plant based burger is amazing to me. Yeah. What a great what a great option in world this mm-hmm, is definitely. Yeah. So yes, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Well, our last and most favorite question that we ask, I'm gonna actually let Shyla hit upon, and you you have talked about this just a little bit, but go ahead, Shyla, kick we, it off. We want way. it wrapped into
0: a nice little package for mm-hmm. our listeners. So, uh, Julia, what is your passion? Um, I would say
2: art and helping others it really just is that combination having those two together figuring out how to tie my passion and what I frankly my talents I know it's something Mm -hmm. that you know I put a lot of time into to develop it Um, but being able to combine that with helping others which you know for me I believe that's our purpose I think that's why we're here you Mm -hmm. know to help others and just be advocates for one another Um, to be able to combine those two is just I feel incredibly lucky that I get to do it right now especially Um, so definitely definitely my passion
0: (laughs) that's awesome and I so much appreciate the fact that you're willing to say that you have talents like Mm -hmm. I think so often um, as women and as artists you're told not to do that in some weird way, not, not explicitly. we expected to be humble in some way, yes. when actually
1: mm-hmm. you're really good at something, and you yeah. have a wonderful talent that other people don't have, and I would rather celebrate that than right. ever have somebody diminish that. Hide so. it. Yeah, yeah don't, yeah. don't, so that's don't awesome. do that. Yeah. So thank yeah. so great you. that you're
0: willing to say, mm-hmm. I have talent because I put in the time to do it, right? Yeah. I, I, I have honed this skill um, and, and that sets me apart. So congratulations on that. That's, that's great. Yeah. I, I love that <laughs> very you. much, yes. Thank you.
1: Well, Julia, I can't tell you how much you really have inspired us today. I know we keep saying that word and, and it'll become a funny ha-ha yeah. with our friend Jesse, who picks on us <laughs> when we say the word too many times and something. But, you know, but I truly mean it. Um, absolutely delightful to talk with you and I'm so excited for our audience listeners to hear you because I think, um, I think we need you in our world right now and I'm super excited <laughs> to uh, check out your pottery. I'm, yes. I'm really super excited for that and so happy to see uh, where, where your passions take you. So thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. <laughs> thanks for listening. I'm Shiloh. And I'm Jasmine, and we're thriving in a small town.
0: It's caffeine and Jasmine and drunk shallow. It's time for
2: and booze. Clink!